0: Welcome, I'm the Parliament Raven. Welcome, pull up a seat, pour yourself a cup of tea. My name's Jason Rodriguez, and I'm the Parliament Raven. Remember, if you'd like to join the conversation, find us on Parliament Raven Podcast on Facebook or Come to gravitos.co and email me. Try to get back to you and get you involved as soon as we can. Welcome back to the season of recovery. And today is rehabbing reputation. So it's recovery. Rehabbing reputation. One of the most valuable things in all the world that we are given to create and mold and shape ourselves is our reputation. Our reputation goes before us like a great herald. It it tells of our purpose, our morals, our success, our abilities. It screams out who we are and what we believe or belong to. And in a world of super fast information gathering on Twitter, now known as X, and LinkedIn, and Instagram, and Facebook, and Google, and DuckDuckGo, the list goes on and on, it is quickly that our reputations can come to a cataclysmic exploding disaster. So, what does it mean to rehab your reputation? Look, the extent or event of action of destroying your reputation can turn your life into a dumpster fire. Could be Catech's for years, right? The church is the most unforgiving and the most unforgetting group of people in the world. (laughs) Let me tell you, right? For people who are supposed to be salt, supposed to be light, And supposed to be, supposed to be, revivers of the dead call things back to life. We don't do our job calling back Lazarus. So the reason I bring this up is because going through life, I have seen timeless times. Yeah, I... Maybe timeless is not the right word. Maybe just a lot of times. I mean, timeless means to go. I mean, it's timeless. You know, God's timeless. These are not timeless. These are definitely happened in a moment of time. Where people that I knew were affected by the ruining of a reputation as the consequence of actions. And we'll get back to that. But let me give you the list. All right? So, look. I am not giving you this list as a way to like point these people out and go to, to and go negatively about what they did. That's already been said and done and pointed out by the media, by the church, and still by a lot of people. What I'm doing is to show that how we the church have missed our chance to rehab to do what the Bible has shown us to do for ages. So uh, here goes the list. Ted Haggard, Richard Roberts, Rob Bell, Eastman Curtis, Todd Bentley, Jonathan Welton, Mike Bickle. The list can go on and on. And there's some very famous names that I did not mention and some less famous names on here I did not mention. And the reason why I mentioned these names is because... I had, was affected in some way, shape, or form, whether it was being an adjunct for a while at Oral Roberts during the fall of some of those names, or it was being in ministry, or it was that my friends were affected, uh, whether it be because they were involved in the ministry or they put their faith in this person. It really has something to say about idolatry culture found in the church. Sad to say. It also shows that we mishandle rehab. People with huge reputations doing legitimate damage were wrong. Man. Well, what about minor damage? You know, a lot of us are not these huge guys, right? Uh, A lot of us don't have multimillion-dollar... Ministries, a lot of us, well, some of us have multimillion-dollar corporations. Uh, you founders out there and, and you CEOs who, who listen as a parli- part of the parliament. But And and you know how important, how much important your reputation is to business. Um, but, you know, the everyday working class, the hard workers, the business owners, what if we, oops, how do we, fix the oops man here we go let's get into it let's dig deep so as i said earlier this is not a new thing this has happened before and there's three people i'm going to highlight i'm going to highlight matthew yeah, you should know him. I mean, if you've at least picked up a Bible, there's a whole book on the guy. And if you've watched The Chosen, he's the autistic one that uh, that autistic tax collector. Great, I mean, great portrayal. I never even thought of, just amazing. Uh, then there's this the second guy is called Zacchaeus, and you think of um, tax collector on steroids because he's a head tax collector. And then the the third uh, on my list is is a murderer. And a a very famous guy of his time, Saul of Tarsus, but mm, he's better known as Saint Paul the Apostle. Talk about a rehab of a reputation. All right. So, what's the big deals about these guys? Why? Well, let's talk about being a tax collector. And uh, I, I think I've gone over this in the past, but it's always good. It's always a good lesson. A tax collector of the times of. Of Israel, and we'll talk about Hebrew culture at the time, is considered a betrayer of of the nation and their family and people. So they were considered unclean, which means they couldn't go to the temple, they couldn't be in any of the feasts. Uh, they were betrayer of their, of their friends and family, so they were outcasts in their very villages and cities where they collected taxes. And because of that probably bitter, the bitterness that set in on that made them cheats and oppressors backed up by Roman soldiers. Yeah. So you can imagine, when I say head tax collector, how much more Zacchaeus was uh, hated and despised than Matthew. Right. We have Saul the murderer, uh, and he murdered uh, believers, and he pulled them out, and he made their lives mi- he either threw them in prison, made their lives miserable, or killed them. Uh, it's pretty simple. Now I'm going to give you the verses where these come from, right? So Matthew nine, nine through thirteen. Uh, personal uh, writing about how he came um, out of being a tax collector. Luke also pulls this story out, and uh, you get his Hebrew name, is, which is Levi, and that's in Luke 5, 27 through 32, and I don't expect you to believe everything I say. I want you to go look it up, but that's why I gave you the addresses. For you, those of you who are believers or non-believers, go check out the story. It's pretty um, cool, and then you have Zacharias, or sorry, Zacchaeus, not Zacharias, Zacchaeus and Zacchaeus was a wee wee man there's a song about that but let's think he was the size of uh Tom Cruise maybe smaller he might have even been a dwarf I mean if it says he was low in stature that could have even mean that he was just like four eight you know imagine a guy uh, an adult who was four eight and staring up at all the people uh, who was head tax collector I mean probably picked on I mean, there's some bitterness there for a reason to kind of be going to head tax collectory, if you think about it. And these are not justifications. I mean, these guys' reputations, they lived up to them, right? So so how did they rehab them? I'm going to put aside. There's some side notes here I'm going to put aside, and I'm going to move on. But how, how do we rehab? It all starts... I mean, look, with the very first thing, it it all starts with admitting the mess up. If you start a dumpster fire or you are a hot mess, you need to first, in order to fix it, you got to admit to it. And usually it's that dumpster fire, that hot mess that ruins your reputation. Right? To oneself and to the ones you have wronged. Uh-oh. We, I, I just... Can't admit it to myself and move on. You don't build trust, you don't really rehab your reputation if you don't go make amends, ladies and gentlemen. And I say that in the nicest way because there's someone I know, I won't say personally, an acquaintance of mine, who recently is rehabbing themselves after a few years, but has not done anything. To reconcile or fix the wrong done. And I'm not going to throw any names out. No. But I'm just saying, I've already seen it. Right? So the change has to start somewhere. And that is with us. Right? The remix. The the repent. The renewing of the mind. The fixing of the problems. Man, I can make the list. Let's go. Let's talk about it. Changing one's own Self. Now I look, I say you need Jesus for that, but those of you who don't believe in him, you know, I'm gonna talk to you too because the 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 wisdom of the word and the truth that is the truth is always prevalent and good. So fix the issue with oneself. The reason I bring up repentance is because repentance is to turn away and change. Right, it's a great word that's misused a lot. Right, but you have to admit there's fault, man. There, in order to heal, uh, there's a lot of things in the in the Christian life that that I start to notice is repetitive. That I find in coaching, that I find in teaching, like to. In order to bring any sort of change, you first got to admit you're wrong. I mean, well, in order to meet with God, you got to first admit you're wrong. And then you got to find the wisdom to do that. Well, I mean, for me, I seek the the fountain of wisdom, that's Jesus. And then you got to, you know, you find the reconciliation and you get the grace and you move forward. Huh. You know? And, And if by first forgiving yourself and then forgiving others and then going seeking to get the forgiveness of others that you have wronged. Wow. I... So many multi-million-dollar coaching things that talk about this, and it's free. Found in the Bible. Who would have thunk? All right, so <laughs> we're 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 looking for for the catalyst, right? Uh, there's always a catalyst that helps us find the gasoline or the match that started this hot mess. Uh, for for Matthew, for Zacchaeus, and for Saul, for Saul. There, finding that they were off target, that that they were not hitting what they were aiming for, came, uh, well, for Matthew and Zacchaeus, it was it, it, the creator of the universe literally walked up to them and called them out. And then Paul was blinded by the creator of the universe. Now, it doesn't always have to be that drastic, right? So Matthew had the grace teacher... Of all time, tell him that he was meant for more, and just to follow him and become his student. Zacchaeus was told, "Hey, we're gonna have dinner at your house" by that same guy. And Paul was was blinded, and called out on his shit. Oh uh, yeah, he was. Uh, and because of that, he was. He later rectified the situation and got his. Followed the directions and got his sight back, but totally different story. Well, different topic. So then, well, what? how did Zacchaeus make amends? Well, are like, why are you going to go eat with that sinner? And he's like, look, 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 wait, wait, whoa. I know I've wronged you, so if I've stolen your money, I'm going to give you four times the value of your money back. And half of what I own, I'm going to give all to the poor. There's a lot of destitute skid row is Pretty big here. I'm gonna fix that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna properly give some money to the poor. We're gonna get them off the streets. And for you people who are listening, as you see, uh, the great Jesus here has is gonna have dinner in my house. D- just to let you know, I'm gonna give you four times the value that I took from you back. I mean, how rich was Zacchaeus from cheating people, right, Matthew? come follow me stop this and he did and Matthew and Paul you know dedicated the rest of their lives to spreading the truth that they had found right that their rectification was spreading love faith hope and love and giving people limitless life through relationship with the creator of the universe man that's pretty awesome Don't expect restoration to be instantaneous. Good things take time. You destroy trust, and your name will have to let your life show the change. Not just say, hey, I'm fixed. Look at me. I'm doing great. (laughs) There's no trust in that. There's none. Your life has to reflect the change that you're proclaiming. And sometimes, even the best ways not to even proclaim it is to just do it, right? Use wisdom. Just go, go, embrace that change, rectify the situation. Sometimes it won't be rectifiable, but at least you tried. And you can, and when people ask, you can go look. I did my best, and that's why you see my life over here. I'm still continuing this way, even though I've tried over here, and there's no there's no restitution I can bring, but I've done my best to apologize for the damage I have caused. Right, let your line shine so bright, people, and God defend you. And speak out about your reputation. See? Get it? Now afraid. Let me repeat that. Let your actions, I said light, your actions, not your light, okay, shine so brightly, people and God defend you and speak out about your reputation. How do you rehab your reputation? You don't get Smokey Joe over there to give you a letter saying, "Hey, this guy's good." You show people that you're good. The letter might help, but until you show that, which is a piece of paper, you probably bought that. That guy's—you just want guy just wanted you to, or girl just wanted you to be in their book. I don't know. Maybe they just wanted a business deal with you. No one, or use you for some reason. Let your actions speak for you, for crying out loud. Look, no one talks bad about Paul. (laughs) They don't, right? They kind of, you know, he was saved, and he wrote all these great letters, and look at the wisdom, right? He was known for the legacy he left behind after his mistakes. Matthew, the legacy he left behind after his mistakes, Zacchaeus, look, there's probably we could probably go and find a study that talks about his historically. Maybe there's documentation, maybe there's not, but it's in it's in the word, right? Which is documentation enough. And think about how many thousands of years his story has been told. Right? Their reputations were restored, rehabbed through their actions. So let's recap. Admit your shit, that's the first thing we do. Get the help and fix it. Reconcile, apologize, or make things right. Then move on and let your life and your actions close the mouths of your naysayers. So, what do I leave you here with? What's the challenge? Some of you don't need to worry about your reputations. Well, not in the big sense, but maybe there's a reputation issue in the small sense. Maybe with family, a family member, or or a friend, or a business partner, or an ex business partner. Maybe your reputation has um, lost a little of its sheen or shine somewhere. Think about it. Think of where that might be, and if not, man, amazing, fantastic. Keep on your journey. Keep on, keeping on. But the challenge goes out to you to take a look first. Yeah, it's always. It's probably always going to start like that. In this, it, it seems to be as we go through this re- recovery series. The first thing is like introspection and and finding if there is, and some of you know if you have dulled your light, your your reputation. So, look, take a look. Oh, and if you ha- don't have a strong reputation yet, maybe that's, there, there you go. There's the opposite challenge for you. Go strengthen. Go let your actions build your reputation. Find ways to build towards impacting the way you want to impact, right? And maybe that's not rehabbing. Maybe that's constructing uh Your reputation. So, those are my two challenges. So, rehab a reputation or construct a reputation. Uh, I like this. I like where this is going, Parliament. But until next time, please pour yourself another cup of tea and I'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. Like, subscribe, leave a good comment. Thanks for visiting the Parliament. If you want to know about Gravitas Coaching, please visit gravitas.co. It's also where we host the Parliament. Join the conversation on Facebook at the Parliament Raven Podcast. Last but not least, the intro and outro music credit. Intro music by Russ Budgen and outro music by Sardav Aravistov.